Welcome back to another kind of funny reaction, this time to Loki, episode two, the variant on Disney Plus. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Yo, man, this show is bold, you know? It's making decisions. I'm all about it. <laughs> and of course, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Pretty damn good show. I think it's bold. <laughs> They're making decisions. I'm all about it. And of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I was hoping Andy would do his Highlander uh, impression on that way. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course, this is Kind of Funny Reactions, where each and every week we react and review all the latest movie and TV shows. It's very exciting stuff, and you can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to listen to it, go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny reactions and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and that will be an option for you but let's just get into it episode two undeniably this is the mcu show episode that i need to rewatch the most mm -hmm. like now like there was a lot that went on I, i'm confused about a couple elements that i'm excited to talk to you guys about um i think that uh holding out for a hero as much as i i love it dearly in my heart we need to give it a, a little time out for a bit it's uh kind of being overused uh it's a song that i feel anytime it's used should i should walk away saying that was an inspired choice and in this less inspired than i would have liked i will say that but otherwise really really love this love what it's doing and kevin saying that it's bold my god the way this episode ends i'm like okay cool they're going there quickly a lot quicker than i expected and i like how uh this feels in direct contradiction not that it's better than but in contradiction to wandavision where wandavision had this kind of one thin mystery the entire time that kind of was just uh intriguing because we didn't know what's going on i like in this one they tell us everything that's going on but then kind of tweak with it as we go and they make some pretty big ass moves that uh really shake things up and i'm, I'm i can't wait for episode three so where you at nick I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I really did. I was with you. I thought there was gonna be more of a mystery. And then going into this, they're like, nope, we're just gonna, we're gonna show you who and, and what the Loki variant is. And uh, you're still gonna have some questions on that. But then we're gonna basically like splinter the timeline accordingly. And the, the show is going to be about them sort of dealing with that and stopping that. And um, I think it's cool. I, I do. I, I still think the strength of the show is really Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, like having that banter back and forth and they got great chemistry. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the next episode. I want to see what the, what the fallout of this is. Andy. Yeah, man. Great episode. This is um, one of my favorite episodes that I've watched of any of these MCU episodes. I'd put that, I put it up there. The intrigue, the mystery, I think the way that it's all sort of paced, um, I'd say my only criticism, and it's not even really a criticism, it's more of just that I feel like Tom Hiddleston acting as Loki, we saw him acting in ways that we've never seen Loki really portrayed on screen before. Um, and I think He's maybe that's loose. I think it's possible because loose. we just have more time with him. But honestly, I kind of I kind of like it. I feel like He's doing what he wants to with this character, and it, it felt a lot. It felt just very buddy cop in this movie um, in a purposeful way. But goddamn, I loved all. There's so many good back and forth between he and Owen Wilson. I, I'm enjoying the show for them alone. And then to add on this really awesome mystery and just crazy consequences. Super badass show. Really digging it. 
Uh, yeah, it's. I feel like the episode started and I was. Oh shit! Hold on, my sink's off. Sink uh, is off, everybody. Yeah, oh, my sink. headphones. Um, right. So the episode started and I felt like, all right, I have all these like ideas and theories, and Lady Loki was definitely one of them. And I was kind of talking with my younger brother, like, when are we gonna see the reveal of who it is? And it's one of those things where it's like. I really hope it's not like WandaVision where they hold it to the end and it's kind of not – and, like, they're kind of messing with us on what it is. And, it, like, the end of this episode very much felt like the opposite of that where it was like, oh, hey, we're not going to be messing around. Like, here it is. The answer is here. Also, there's so many little things where you're you're watching and you're like, oh, are they setting up, like, Kang the Conqueror? And there's so many th- – it's just so good. I love everything about this show. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. I do have a question for you guys, though, uh, regarding the end. When mm-hmm. Lady Loki is dropping all the time reset things into a bunch of timelines, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And we're yeah. seeing it's causing a bunch of timeline branches and stuff. Awesome, epic. I just don't really understand what's going on. Like, what, what do you guys think the reset bombs are doing? Because wouldn't they just reset timelines to being where they should be? My initial no. thought was... Are all of these bombs going back to the TVA? Or is she sending them back to the TVA to kind of teleport them back and almost like an act of terrorism on the TVA? And then when I saw the the timelines branching off, I was like, oh, shit, I'm confused. I, I thought the whole point was to get back to the TVA to really fuck with them. I'm I'm in for this mystery as much as you are, Tim. I really don't know what the consequences are going to be and where she's actually sending them. Uh, I I think that she sent them randomly through time, or not? Maybe not randomly. Maybe at like key events. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, I I think those bombs go off and like disintegrate everything around them, and then like the universe kind of fills it back in. But if you use that where you're not supposed to, like when there's a variant that caused the issue, we see. We saw the it be used though in the earlier yeah, in this episode where it went and it kind of like made some things disappear. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it twice now. So we've seen it used a bunch of times actually. When and what it does is it just takes anything that's not supposed to be in that timeline like out of that timeline and like resets that I, like the area where the variant could have occurred occurred. Yeah, but I think if they do that with things that are not like if they just do it somewhere where it's like there's a there isn't anything, I think it fucks up the timeline. Like yeah, it could still. I mean, they didn't set that up at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a little confusing, but I think it's it's a bit of a leap of logic. But the way I thought about it was like Lady Loki would take them and put them like, for instance, in in Pompeii, where you'd go and you'd reset that event so that never happened, or something like that. Now I know the MacGuffin, the things themselves don't work that way, but you have to imagine they could be reprogrammed to do anything that you want them to do yeah. as far as that's, that's, my yeah. I mean, that's kind of how, that's kind of how I just kind of leaked and logic did. I was like, well, it's, it's a machine that's highly advanced and lady Loki's smart. So whatever done. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was it, looking into it. There's like a whole bunch of timelines that they, they show where all the bombs are going and they include a couple places we've seen like Vormir is one of them. Sakaar is one of them. Ego himself is one. Oh <laughs> shit. Uh, that's amazing. On Titan, New York, Tokyo, and then a whole bunch of other places that haven't been in the MCU yet, like Madrid and uh, Cookville, USA, things like that. So, uh, and across that, it's not just a place, but there's also like times that people have written down, like 1999 or 1390 or 2005. So it's like I obviously we're going to see more of that. I love that even we saw Pompeii in this, uh, but it's it's cool that 
we're here. We're, we're now a third through the show. So it, it does kind of go by quickly. But I love that we have four episodes to kind of address that stuff. Because with everything the first episode set up of like, here's the rules. And here's this little cartoon with the sacred timeline. Already it's like, okay, cool. So someone's definitely lying. And there's some shit going on. And now we have buddy cops, Owen Wilson and, and Loki, who are just fucking fantastic. It's like, great. I don't, I don't think we damn. can say enough about the banter they have. Like, the talk about the jet ski, you bet your goddamn asses, guys. The jet yes. skis, like they're Owen awesome. Wilson will be on a jet ski by the end of this show, and I can't wait. And That's my just... for this one, Kev, is the jet ski coming back. <laughs> That's the thing that we're all hoping for. I, I think, like, throughout all of it, even if I am not understanding where the plot is going, uh, again, we're only on episode two, so there's it's mysterious for a reason, I think, but... Even though we're all kind of like, damn, I wonder what this is actually happening and where is it actually going? I I would love the show if only for their back and forths and them hanging out and getting to know each other. And the line from the trailer, we we had the moment where the line from the trailer was better in the show where we saw like, yeah, but I would never stab somebody in the back again, you know? And yeah. like, I loved that scene of him being like, I've studied your whole life. You've done it about 48 times. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's so good. And it's so, it just feels so earnest. And they, I, you know, of course we're not, we probably won't see Mobius in the future of the MCU or I don't know, maybe don't we will. Know. But yeah. I just, I just love Owen Wilson in this role. I think he's just nailing it. And it just seems like he's having a fun time being there as well. Well, that's the thing. Owen Wilson is, I mean, he doesn't do TV. So that's, I mean, I'm sure he has in the past, but for the most part, every touchstone I have for Owen Wilson is, is a movie. He's a movie yeah. star. So, you know, he could be a Paul Rudd style character going forward. And I would love that. Now, you know, conversely, like if this is the last time he does it, I think, you know, knock it out of the park, give the guy, give him the Emmy right now or give him the Grammy right now. Um, but yeah, I'm right. Give Owen Wilson a Grammy, you cowards. Give him the Grammy. This show is brought to you by Faraday Brand. Can it be? It's finally summer. And we're actually going to have a real summer this year. So naturally, we started thinking about looking good after a year and some change because we're going places. This summer is what Kind of Funny is calling Hot Boy Summer. You saw my jean jacket. You see the haircut. We're doing it big this summer. And that's where Faraday comes in. They make the perfect clothes for summer. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. You know when you're searching for that ideal summer outfit, that set, that shirt, that dress that feels like you've had them for years? Maybe it's in a gorgeous print and it fits so perfectly that it feels almost too good to be vintage, but still looks like it might be. Well, that's Faraday. Tim Geddes is the most stylish person I know, and even he loves Faraday brand clothing. And they're so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving all our listeners 20% off. That's 20% off. So stock up on all your clothes for the summer now. Head to FaradayBrand.com and use code MORNING at checkout to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code MORNING at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, Brand.com for 20% off. We're also brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. It's time to join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade for PlayStation 5 is here. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own gain, but all is not lost. The mercenary Cloud Strife teams up with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. 
We are so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. This definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake has expanded graphical, gameplay, and system enhancements, and it brings Final Fantasy's visuals to a new level. It's got more realistic backgrounds, it's got better lighting, it's all around beautiful to look at. Intergrade also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4K and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second. On top of it, Integrate even comes with episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu Tai Ninja Yuffie as the main character. Plays Yuffie as she conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Plays new characters and enjoy an expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat editions. And if you've already bought Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4, you can download a free enhancement for the PS5 console. Episode Intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade. Buy Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated for PlayStation 5 today. Go to squex.link slash remake KFMS. That is S-Q-E-X dot link backslash remake KFMS. Uh, why did I say Grammy? Golden Globe, but Grammy came out. So let's give him <laughs> Grammy for some music. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, there, there was that line where they were like, uh, um, Loki's telling him and everybody about what the different powers do. And the and then Owen Wilson, he's trying to explain to Owen Wilson something. And Owen Wilson asked, how? yeah i mean i just did uh, to, to to throw one more thing in there i really like the i think this this the show itself like action wise is fine it is what it is and i still think a lot of the side characters just are by nature of now that we're halfway through they're just gonna be underdeveloped and not very interesting um but what i love is them sitting there talking about having this like theoretical debate of determinism versus like fate right and and, and yeah. that it's oh it's, it's so cool. cool to have him be like well, wait, did the like the fact that they introduced, or maybe I maybe they had introduced before, but this is the first time I caught on to the fact that maybe the uh, the timekeepers, is that what they're called, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Made everyone that's in the TVA is weird. Yeah. That's a weird concept. And he's like, who cares? Like, who made you? Like, it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't, the, I don't need to know, understand it exactly. I just accept it. And like, the, it's pretty cool. They had like a religious conversation. I mean, it was yeah. North, Norse religion, but it was like, and who's your dad? Oh, yeah, Laufey. Yeah. Okay, but who were you raised by? And it's like, that's kind of like weird, right? Like they were kind of it, – it's interesting that they dove into that way, you know, like because it's such a obscure, random thing. And you don't expect Marvel to be like, hey, let's have a conversation about how odd religion is. And sometimes <laughs> you just go with it, you know? And that's yeah. that's Owen Wilson's thing of like, does it matter? Like, you know, I believe in it and that makes it real to me. And that's like a really, really deep conversation that they're just like touching on. And it's just after, it's, after cool, a conversation right? about yeah. jet skis. Right. Yeah. But, and, that's, and that's what I really like about these 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 Marvel shows is that they give they have the opportunity to have those like theoretical conversations that you would have with your friend at two o'clock in the morning when you're like, you're talking about Marvel movies and you're a little drunk, right? You're like, wait, but I don't understand who made, and it's just, it's, it's cool. It, it didn't necessarily need to play into the bigger plot, but I like that they took that moment to, to talk about it because these are the questions that I have too. When you start screwing around with time travel, you're like, does any of this really matter? Like, is any of this, is it all predetermined? And do our, are any of the actors, like or, or characters actions really matter and they have that conversations where he's like don't think about that just 
you know, you got to go with it. We're here to do what we have to do. And this is our job. And whether or not it matters is kind of irrelevant. And I mean, I'm if he put it a lot more eloquently, I'm kind of making it sound negative, but I thought that was a cool scene. And I, I just like the, the backgrounds and all that stuff. I um, loved all for. of the different ways that Earth meets its doom. <laughs> all of the the many climate related <laughs> reasons why it's tsunamis, it's tidal waves, it's hurricanes it's everything you could possibly think of them just looking through all the different timelines like yeah 2052 this happened and 2048 this happened. <laughs> so good so great yeah i'm really really enjoying how these shows and i mean so far these shows are all we have of phase four but it seems like phase four very much is about identity like all of these shows are dealing with identity in a different way like scarlet witch dealing with grief and becoming the scarlet witch right and then we have obviously falcon and winter soldier like what's it mean to be a black captain america but you are now just the captain america and then now with this it's like they're dealing with identity in an even crazier way of like, okay, let's dissect this villain, but then let's also like really, really get existential and start asking like, why are we here and stuff? And well, I not only that, but they have like, the, but the, but the ramifications of realizing that there's just multiple yous out there. There's yeah. just a bunch of Lokis running around causing havoc, and that he's got that weird cry, like moment where he has insecurity, where he's like, I'm the superior Loki. And she's like, No, you're not. <laughs> you're yeah. just, you're definitely not. Like I'm running this game, and you're not. You're you're way behind. And it's even cooler because she has that moment where she's like, I thought maybe they found a better Loki. That was dumb of me, you know? Yeah. And like, that's such a cool little back and forth that they have. I'm and really, really interested in, in the rules. I always am. The rules that, uh, that these movies kind of set up. And the MCU, I think, does a good job. I always talk about how, like, the fact that mainstream people cheer about Mjolnir because they understand the rules of Mjolnir because they were set up in other mm -hmm. movies. So when Cap gets it, it's a big deal. And I feel like these shows are really doing a good job of taking that so much further, like obviously multiverse stuff, but uh, this episode in particular, really diving into the variants, really, really trying to set that foundation so people understand what a variant is. Uh, but on top of that, like it could look many different ways. Yeah, good, exactly. Kind of, kind of but, prepping us for that reveal. But WandaVision, you know, kind of building the idea of chaos magic, which is taking the magic we learned about in Doctor Strange, but adding a whole new element to it and all that. And then with this, Loki, even just being so obviously educated on the different types of his own, like, mischief magic and explaining the difference between, I wrote down, the duplication casting and illusion projection. Like, oh I so love good. getting into that. And I also love seeing this lady, Loki, essentially being way more badass than loki because she kind of has loki's powers from avengers but without the mind stone you know like being able to kind of just take over yeah. uh somebody and like control them and i'm like uh, or at least a, a form of that which is like really really to, interesting they're also similar to scarlet witch right when we first are introduced she like touches someone and we see the yeah. green eyes, and it's like oh. very similar to scarlet witch but i guess scarlet witch powers did come from the mind stone yeah 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 right so, okay that makes that's sense. interesting yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I think the show is, is great. I love that we're, it's so funny because this episode two felt so slow, but so well-paced that it's almost in contradiction to itself where a lot happens, but so much of it is just the two of them talking mm -hmm. or uh, two people talking, like different variations. The the one woman, Renetta or something like that is her name. Yeah. It's an R. Yeah. The judge um, or whatever it is. The judge. I'm super interested in her. Like her just kind of being in the show as much as she and has been these first two episodes. I'm like, there, there's something shady going on. She's well, protecting something, but does she even know she's protecting it? Like, are these people like going to break? Is it kind of like WandaVision where they are under the control of this thing, but the control of the thing isn't magic? It's just almost like a religion. They just believe it because it's all they know. 
So it's 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 very interesting. I think the the only criticism I have of the show though is that because they're going by at such a fast clip, I don't think they have time to develop a lot of those side characters, which I'm actually interested in. I'd like to know what's going. I'd like to see a little bit more of like the security teams and how they function. And like I wish those characters felt a little bit more real to me. Um, and and same with that judge character, where we get a little bit more of the back and forth, which really kind of serves to help flesh out Owen Wilson's character too. But we and we get just enough in this episode for me to stay interested. But I wish we had a little bit more time to see some of the inner workings of the TVA. Does um uh, did did Owen Wilson kind of have a hint at what the timekeepers are? I feel like he wasn't super speculative about what they are and what they're doing until like was it Loki that kind of yeah gave him this idea about the t- so I feel like from then on then when he went in there. He's a little bit more inquisitive about them. And I, I yeah, feel I mean, like he's a little bit more in doubt about what their true motivations are and who they actually are. I, I think it's pretty clear he's never met them, right? Yeah. And I think Start now that. he's starting to have questions about him. And uh, the the character of Ravonna uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the comics is Kang the Conqueror's wife. Kang the Conqueror is confirmed to be the bad guy in Ant-Man, Ant-Man and yeah, whatever, whatever that one's called. Also, have, do you guys know what Kang looks like? No, I'm assuming like a kangaroo, Kevin. That'd be very cool. close. He It'd looks like a purple kangaroo. He looks like one of the timekeepers. And I don't know why I was thinking Kroll. Uh, <laughs> He looks like one of the timekeepers and like specifically the one she's always sitting in front of. I mean, mm, obviously he's got a vision little thing there, but like it just interesting yeah. that they're setting it up that she's like the only person that talks to the timekeepers. So I wonder if they're starting to set up Kang the Conqueror and like how cool is that if that's the case? I mean, I the thing is he was cast way too early. For it being in uh, yep. just Ant Man, so I wouldn't be surprised that, if that but, that does tie in somehow. It's I, the I, guy from Last Black Man in San Francisco, which yes. is really cool, and also uh, uh, Lovecraft Manor. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, that's right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to get excited. I don't want to even kind of pretend that. Like, I hope that they introduce him as a character. Like, I'm fine to wait to the next Ant Man movie, um, but it this is really interesting. That like the the idea like that they're they're building this whole structure that they could be lying about so that they can introduce this character like that seems oh, yeah I think really, I think really it's rad. super cool and I you know we talked about it at first too when when they first introduced the stuff but uh, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around something being more of a threat than Thanos. But the idea of threatening time itself and being able to control that and being able to have people who don't even know they're being controlled. Uh, because you you sit at just a higher level, you're playing a higher level of chess than they are is super cool and super kind of twisted. And if that's, I mean, I think that we know that now that that's kind of the next phase of Marvel, and I, I think they're going to have a lot of fun playing in that. Also, um, who Tim, is... Um, you were talking who? about the rules, by the way, Tim, and we I'm do sorry. know the rules of the time travel in this. We know it's not Back to the Future rules. We know that. Not, we do not know that. Definitely not. Definitely, yeah. Andy, what's who do you up? think... Do you think that the character that she is kind of flirting, dating with, gets revealed do you think that's an actual plot point or is that just a sort of characterization for Owen? because owen wilson keeps on saying like oh your favorite 
the other agent or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the oh, other. you're a, the other agent, huh? Like he keeps on kind of referencing this other guy. And that was a, that's why one of the reasons I want to rewatch this is there was a couple things that I, I don't really understand the, the tone of because to me that read as he was flirting with her and it wasn't an actual other agent. It's the same way I fuck with Gia and I'm just like, oh, that must have been your other boyfriend. You know, like just. Right. Oh, really? That's, yeah. how, I, that's how I read that too, where he was just kind of, he was just trying to be a little catty and a little, got a little it. flirty okay, with got her. It. Yeah. I thought like, oh, there's going to be another rogue agent that might planned all this but yeah that really so. Owen Wilson that'd be awesome there's just yeah. two Owen Wilson it's, wow. just wow. Wilson. it's just Luke Wilson it's just Luke Wilson that would shit, be amazing guys. oh Luke Wilson is Mephisto confirmed well everybody this has been our reaction to season one episode two of Loki on Disney plus we will be back next week with episode three uh, I think with Greg Miller for the first time now he will be back from E3 so that is exciting let us know in the comments below what you think about this what crazy theories you have and who you want to see Luke Wilson play in the MCU maybe just a variant of Mobius that would they be have variants awesome. if they're from the TVA I don't know how who that knows? works but we'll have to figure it out anyways till next time I love you <laughs>